Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here with Oilers Live for a little special roundtable. We'll do a quick uh, chat today. Join us at youtube.ca slash heavyhockey or on Twitter. We can take your chats and comments, Facebook as well, and Twitch. Uh, we'll respond uh, as you go. I'd love to hear everybody's comments and everything about uh, what is um, released is Corey Perry uh, signing a deal with the Edmonton Oilers. I uh, just want to go through a couple things around the league and, and where this first came out. This was David Pagnotta's scoop from the fourth period, it looks like, from all that I can see. Still have not seen uh, Elliot Friedman confirm. Uh, we've got uh, Ryan Rashog. Uh, did come out and say, as per fourth period, all signs point to Perry heading to Oilers. Announcement could come as early as Monday. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, Wood Guy, says, uh, I'm now looking forward to Corey Perry to break his cup losing streak. His brand of assholiness was shitty to watch, play against the team I cheer for. Now that he plays for the team I cheer for, I welcome it. Yes, I'm that shallow when it comes to making Edmonton better. Sarah Volley, uh, this was about 30 minutes ago, says decision coming soon for Corey Perry, but nothing done yet between Perry and the Oilers, certainly trending. It's been an exhaustive process, both in due diligence and fit, involving suitors like the Panthers, Rangers, Go Bolts, and others. One of the interesting one was uh, Mike Grinnell posted a little clip of the uh, spit and chicklets guys, and uh, I won't repeat word for word what Biz Nasty said, but... Uh, he said he couldn't see Corey Perry signing uh, in a media circus like a Canadian team. Uh, and he uh, thinks it would be rated R if Corey Perry went and played for the Florida Panthers, uh, which is not untrue. But uh, there's a uh, whole uh, plethora of fans that would love to see um, Biz Nasty be wrong on that side. We got lots of folks tuning in right now. I want to introduce uh, the guys from the Heavy Hockey Net that came here to do the roundtable today. We've got uh, Mr. Ragu, we call him Saucy, here. Mr. Mike Dursa and uh, Ryan, the Oracle, Lotsberg. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining today. Um, we didn't, um, there's no agenda. I mean, this is, this is brand new news. So, guys... Please fill in the chat, fill in everything. Let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, just kind of quickly, I'm going to go around the table and I want to hear, uh, you know, in, in a few as few words as possible, kind of what you feel. Is this good, bad, or otherwise? Uh, Ragu, let's start with you, Saucy. What do you think? I think it's, that's funny. Any Anything off ice, we'll, we'll see. I, I think the same conversations came when Kane came here and obviously he kind of turned everything around. And Cassian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the but, list goes on. But as far as as far as Corey Perry as a player goes, I think this is the kind of player the Oilers need when the playoffs come around. Um, the grid he's provided, he's always gone to teams that are cup contenders. Um, obviously, he had his most recent loss when he was with Tampa, but he... He plays that gritty game, and that's what we need. So I'm actually excited for the player. I just hope the off-ice antics don't play a part in all this. Yeah. And, and you know, I and we'll talk about this as we go, but I keep thinking about this. I mean, we still don't know what Corey Perry actually did. Sure. 
And has he been involved in a lot of off-ice antics in the past? I mean, this this is a guy who, prior to the Blackhawks' uh, termination of the contract, I mean, we don't really know much about, you know, how much of an asshole he really is off the ice. Anyway, uh, Dursa, your thoughts? Well, I, uh, I'm of the opinion that this franchise has always been welcoming of people with a little bit of a checkered past with open arms and, and give them a second chance. And to the best of my knowledge, it's never really backfired uh, big time for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can go all the way back to Craig McTavish and what a wonderful human being he turned out to be, um, you know, after he sort of stepped out of bounds and, and had his incident. Um, you know, Cassian, same thing. Um, Vander Kane so far, other than some comments that get people's dire up in, in the media, he hasn't really done anything uh, way offside either. And I, I think he's been a, a reclamation project, uh, positive story as well. And hopefully that continues. Um, the only thing that kind of gets me a little bit nervous is we've never done two at a time. <laughs> and now, and now we're stepping there, but uh, you know, uh, Corey Perry, the player. Yeah. I've got all kinds of time for that guy. All right, all right. There you go. Lotsy, last but not least, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, I mean, obviously two sides to this, the off-ice and the on-ice. As you said, Michael, we don't know what he did, so I have to reserve a little bit of judgment. Um, I remember listening to Sarah Valley talk about Perry recently, and he, he was willing to vouch for Perry as the person because he, he knows him quite well, and they have a bit of a relationship, I guess. And Sarah Valley was quite willing to stand up for Perry on that regard. So, okay, great. We'll wait to see. Um, but the, the reality is the Oilers are in a win-now window, and they are up against the cap. Right, so what do we do? Bargain bin shopping. Evander Kane, we got him at a time when his price was at an all-time low, and he's been a, a boon for us for the most part. And this is what this is too. This is bargain bin shopping. We're getting Corey Perry at when his value is at an all-time low. But it, the Corey Perry, the player, we're weak at right wing. He, he's a right wing with size that has a little bit of nasty to him, and that can still produce nine points in sixteen games so far this year on a horrible Hawks team. That's that's worth a look. What I just posted in the heavy hockey net uh, group chat the other day that the Oilers on their roster and the stats have uh, six centers, like five left wings and one right wing uh, listed as a as a roster spot. So weak weak at right wing might be a little bit of an understatement. I love that. Well, I've been saying it for up. years. Like even when we had <laughs> Yamamoto and Puliyarvi underproducing, like we've been trying at right wing, and just we haven't had anything work out. Like Connor Brown this year too. Like right winger signed a big summer deal for us, but hasn't worked out. Yeah, so we're still weak. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we are. We we haven't had a lot of goals being scored on that <laughs> that right wing, have we? Uh, it's all it's all good. I mean, I, you know, this is um, the way I look at it. I I uh, it's funny because I when we first heard Corey Perry jumped off the ice in Chicago, I mean, I put out a tweet right away that said I I want to see this guy on the Oilers, right? Like this is a guy that I'm hoping this this is a trade, and and this was before we knew what would happen. Right. And, uh, and I said immediately, I mean, I want, this is, I've been, as you guys know, I've been screaming to have this guy on the Oilers for a few years now, um, because he's the kind of player we've been missing. 
he's the kind of player that uh, McDavid's played the last couple of games, <laughs> right? He's been yeah. McDavid's been the agitator for the last couple of games, and we don't need McDavid being the agitator. We need Corey Perry going out there doing what Corey Perry does, uh, and it'll you know take some of the pressure off of uh, Vander Kane as well, I think. And um, Rob Saria at Oil Drop on X says, "Well, clearly they are not messing around. Perry gives the Oilers something in the bottom six they do not have." Anyone who isn't happy with this signing, you are confused. That's a very typical Rob Sharia type of, <laughs> type of tweet, but but uh, more or less sums it up. Uh, you know, this is um, I, until we actually know. I mean, this uh, Corey Perry was cleared to sign with another team. Um, we don't know what happened. Uh, interesting that if he does sign, uh, the Oilers play Chicago right away. Um, you two know how that yeah, yeah, in two games, uh, if he goes there, um, this is, um, I mean, this is big news and it's, it's clearly not a hundred percent yet. So there's, you know, anything can happen in a couple days. Uh, I remember, you know, how we, uh, we'd heard the Woodcroft news and, and we waited and waited and waited, uh, for that to, to happen. Um, so, you know, there's still always the, uh, slight chance, uh, that um, Ala, uh, uh, Dan Healy or Heatley, <laughs> right? <laughs> that maybe maybe something happens that uh, doesn't doesn't come to fruition. Um, but we, you know, this is a guy that's been like everybody says. Well, do you really want a guy that hasn't won the cup, right? Like in you know however many trips, I want a guy that knows how to get to the cup yeah. final. Like we haven't even been there. So who you know like yeah. which Oilers are gonna you know chirp that one? Then right, Perry right. has one. Yeah, he's won one. He won exactly. one way back when. But way he's back. taken teams that I don't think really, you know, were thought of as being cup contenders at the beginning of the year. And he's and he's been a big part of them getting there. And in the playoffs, as we know, in Oilers land, he is a he's a force. Whether it's the kind of force you want on your team or playing against your team or not, it doesn't matter. He's a force in the playoffs. So this is um, this is good well, for sure. To that point, Michael, like, you look at the teams he's been to after leaving the Ducks. Like Montreal went to the cup final. Dallas went to the cup final. Tampa Bay went to the cup final. So, the, yeah, he's a useful contributor on elite teams, but it also shows that he wants to be on elite teams and he wants to win. That's the big thing. He's like, I think his goal is going to be very much aligned with what the Oilers are thinking right now. The Oilers are in a win now mode. It's cup or bust this year. That's that's been the mantra ever since last spring. And but, a move like this would certainly fit that mold. Let's be honest too. He's not riding shotgun with Getzlav anymore. So if you're pointing to a guy in the bottom six as the reason why you didn't win the cup, I, I think you've kind of lost the plot. I was going to say, I think the biggest thing that's been exemplified even just in this, like forget Corey Perry, just talk about this 13-game win streak and like how McDavid and Dreisaitl aren't even producing the way they normally do and they're still over a point per game and, and whatever the numbers specifically are. But when you come to the playoffs, what's a, what's always been our biggest hindrance? Defense, depth scoring, relying on the power play. When you don't get the power plays, Corey Perry's the perfect type of player to help your bottom six out, right? To to kind of keep the lines rolling. Like, that's what you need. You need that guy who's going to be an imposing threat. Vegas's biggest reason for winning last year was they had four lines rolling and six D-men going the whole time. That's 
that's kind of what we need. And the Oilers are already showing that they've got that so far with the roster that they've, they, they haven't changed anything. The coach change happened and now they're 21 and three in their last 24. And you add pieces like this, it's just going to help you. If you look to the, you know, inevitable Oilers Kings matchup that that's probably coming our way. Uh, yeah. It's going to be awful fun seeing Perry and <laughs> going at it with Drew Doughty. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that already. <laughs> yeah, Corey Perry adds a, a level to this team we have not seen in a yeah. long time, right? Like Cassian was supposed to be that guy. And Correct. let's be honest, we ran him out of town because he didn't end up being that guy, right? Like yeah. he was that guy for a bit of the playoffs, right? Yeah. But Corey Perry just naturally plays that role, right? You know, I also feel like it's like Pat Maroon was my favorite enforcer that we had, and I was so sad when he left. That's what I feel like he could he could be kind of that replacement for that type of player. So let me you ask you guys remember, this, did oh sorry, go ahead, Watsy. I, I was gonna say, do you guys remember I can't remember who it was against or when it was, but I remember this clip in this game, like, like Perry sitting on the bench and he squirts a water bottle onto somebody's glove. Like when is the last time you saw an Oilers player who want to do something like that yeah. <laughs> to somebody else? Taylor Hall to Dallas Eakins. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so guys, I want to ask this question to you guys. Do you think Connor McDavid was consulted on this? I mean, do you think this is a conversation that, I mean, Ken Holland says, and whether, and there's still some debate as to who's running the show in Edmonton, right? But Ken Holland says he consults the players on everything, right? Has a, has a discussion. Was Connor McDavid asked about Corey Perry? And, and here's, and I'll, you know, I'll go for it. I think a hundred percent, if, if this was going down, Connor McDavid was consulted, but Connor McDavid has one goal and one goal alone, and that's to win. Like, if anybody in the world doubts Connor McDavid's drive to win, like, <laughs> you've, you've clearly not watched a guy play. Yeah. Like, when he gets pissed off, there's he's a one-man wrecking crew, right? Yeah. Uh, and so he, you know, he's got the drive. I think a hundred percent. And I think a hundred percent he's on board with this. And that's the kind of player Connor McDavid loves Corey, Corey Perry type of player because Corey Perry also loves to win. What do you guys think? Ragu? Yeah. You're in with that. No, I, I agree. I was going to say one thing I've appreciated about McDavid, just even in the, not, not just this year alone, but in the past couple of years, the way he handles interviews has completely changed. He's way more open. And I think that, kind of shuts down that narrative of just full control over a team. I find the Oilers are very transparent in interviews, like all the players. Like it's nice listening to Dayarnay interviews or McLeod interviews. They it, It's not the same type of candid responses. And I've noticed that a lot more with McDavid. So when you're asking whether he was consulted, I'm sure he was consulted, but I, I even think the the core four of the Oilers were probably all consulted and asked how they feel about that. And I think that's probably why this team had that belief when, when maybe some of us didn't after that two, nine and one start, like, like we said, they, they were scoring goals. They just couldn't do anything else. Right. Even though they were putting up 50 shots a game still and losing games, they had that belief. And I saw somebody tweet this out yesterday and it was the, just this one image after they lost that Florida game, six, three, I think it was like 5-1 at the time, and they they cut to McDavid and Dreisaitl, and they were giving each other just like a tap on the bench, and they're like, we're going to get out of this. It's, I, I just, 
I feel it's very open. So I do think McDavid was consulted and Ken Holland wouldn't just make this decision without asking. Yeah, that is, uh, put an asterisk beside that if Ken Holland's at all making a decision. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Lotsi, uh, your thoughts? It's, uh, I'm thinking back to one of the first press conferences that Ken Holland has in Euler, and one of the things that he was claiming to be really good at, or the strength of his, was communication. It's talking to everybody and doing his doing his homework on people and getting opinions from everybody. So I think we've seen that throughout Holland's time with the Oilers. So do I think that McDavid was consulted? Of course. But what's the context of that conversation, though, right? I think a lot of people are are listening to that and thinking, oh, Connor McDavid's running the team because the GM talks to him about every move. But no, like Connor McDavid has also said, like he he doesn't want to be involved in any of that stuff. Jeff Jackson, his former agent, has said he always doesn't want to be involved in any of that stuff. Well, what's Connor McDavid going to say? He's going to say, no, don't do that. <laughs> You're the GM, dude. Do it. You're looking, thinking at Corey Perry. Sweet. Awesome. Great. Thanks for keeping me in the loop. <laughs> I think that's what the conversation is like. Yeah. So uh, Dash just, uh, Dash, there's uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, no, you haven't. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully Careful. Dash that takes thought. Uh, Dursa just uh, put up on the screen and I, and I went to it, uh, TSN's Ryan Rashog saying Perry and the Oilers have agreed to a deal announcement likely coming Monday, if not sooner. I'd say as far as the Oilers are concerned, if Rashog tweets that out, it's as good as Friedman tweeting something out. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's consider this a done deal. Uh, Dursa, your, your thoughts, uh, Connor McDavid, uh, whether he was consulted, how this came about. I think this is, uh, going back to the future with Duncan Keith. I think it's kind of the same scenario. Um, bringing a guy that that's won a Stanley cup. We need that veteran voice and the guy that's been through it all in the room, um, just happens. This guy's a forward instead of a defenseman, but I think it's the exact same thing. And yeah, I believe that like Ragu said, I think it was beyond McDavid. I think it was McDavid, Nurse, Dreisaitl, and probably Nuge were all kind of, uh, should we go get him? And they probably were all on the same thing. Yeah, go get him. We could use, so it's, uh, when could, does Skinner use that guy. become part of this core group, by the way? <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a guy whose head I wanted to chop off like not that long ago <laughs> and is yet yeah, over a 930 save percentage in his last 10 games yeah. and looks – uh, more or less unbeatable. I mean, I, we should uh, be including him in this core group pretty soon. Brent, for your record, I would have to ask the question. You know, how's Perry's defensive game before I say Skinner was on board with it too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I, I can tell you that uh, all Skinner says is uh, as long as he's not grabbing my pad, I don't care. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah let's. Um, all right. Uh, Omer Ali says he's finally ours. I mean, this is something that's been rumored for, I don't know, 20 years now. Uh, we've been looking at uh, Corey Perry as, a, as an Edmonton Oiler. I was asked last night, I was watching the, uh, by the way, uh, Oilers uh, beat the Flames uh, to take the record 13th Canadian <laughs> Canadian uh, straight win. Uh, amazing streak the Oilers are on. Uh, as we, um, you know, this the conversations we've had on Oilers Live, on 97 Octane, everybody's been having. I mean, it's this is, 
is boring for us because like, you know, when you're on a 13 game win streak, it's like, what do you complain about? You want something to complain yeah. about when you get it here. Uh, so thank, thank you, Corey Perry for giving us something to talk about again. Um, but you know, I'm watching the game last night with a Calgary flames fan and, uh, <laughs> and it was a, um, you know, it was obviously a good game to watch. Uh, and, but my friend looks over at me and he says, what are the Oilers going to do at the trade deadline? And, you know, this is a million dollar question right now. And this, if you know, this now that Edmonton signed Corey Perry, it becomes a legit question. And, and for, I, you know, I look at this and I say like the Oilers have won 13 in a row. What do you want to change? Now you're adding in Corey Perry, I guess. So you're changing something. Mm-hmm. But what do the Oilers need that they're not first in the league on today? And does the Corey Perry signing mean this is a quiet trade deadline for the Edmonton Oilers? I think, you know, the one obvious piece we talk about goaltending is maybe a backup goaltender. Yeah. Right. And Corey, Ed, the other piece that happens is Corey Perry signs. You've got a couple of movable pieces now in the bottom six that might get you, you know, a somewhat capable uh, backup goaltender, but even there, Picard's come in and played, I think, better than expected. So uh, maybe Dursa, I'll start with you. What's your thought on, uh, you know, on this? Like, what do the Oilers do now with Corey Perry? Do the oil are they quiet? Are they making big moves? How does the Corey Perry signing change the Oilers' strategy going into the deadline? Well, I, th- I think we got to watch Corey Perry play with this group a-, a few games before we can evaluate really what we are. Um, I mean, we're fair, a wagon right point. now. We're a wagon right now, but see how the chemistry all comes together. My question, I guess, is if Perry's coming in, who- who's taking a seat? Um, I don't think that's an obvious answer. Um, so that-, that one gets interesting for me. But and-, and you see a lot of talk about trading Matt, K- Matt Kulak or – Sorry, Brett. Brett, Brett I, keep, Kulak, I, keep, yeah. I keep going back <laughs> to the old... We know, we know who you're talking about. The, the, the Twitter apocalypse. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you see a lot of t- talk about trading Brett, and, and you know that guy comes alive during the playoffs, so I don't think you want to trade him. Broberg's never seen you know much of playoff time, and, and more or less is still a rookie. Like, so I, I, that, that, to me, is kind of nonsensical talk. Um still maybe looking at upgrading Cody Cece, but Cece's been fine for a long time here. Like his, his game, I'd say he's been better than fine. He's been great. Yeah. 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 I, I don't Just really have a problem with our decor right now. <laughs> they seem to be able to handle whatever's thrown at them. I mean, teams are having a hard time scoring two goals against this team. Don't tell PK Subban that, but <laughs> you, you, you know, yeah. So maybe for me, it's, it's still trying to upgrade the, the backup goaltender position, but you know, Calvin Pickard, when he's been in there, he's been serviceable. And I don't think you're getting a goalie that's better than Skinner. So you're, you're, I don't know if you need to do too much there. Well, and, and let's be real. I mean, you, who's going to trade for a goalie now that Skinner's playing the way he's playing, right? Like, yeah. you know, and, and I would, and as, as we all know, I was well on board <laughs> the goalie train, like well on board. I would have fought you to the death. Uh, on it, but um, hey, I, as I said then, and I'll say now, I'm happy to be wrong about that. Like Skinner's turned it around; he's he's playing positionally well. Uh, you know, it's great. Uh, Lutzi, your thoughts? 
Well, I always talk about the cap situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, cap, yeah. the Oilers are so tight. You're like that work. HR guy that everybody hates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're Toby. You're Toby Henderson. <laughs> yeah, we can add this and add that, but like at the end of the day, there's no cap space. So in order to create cap space, yeah. you have to move cap space. Like some of the names that Dursa just mentioned, like Kulak, yeah, you could plug and place a cheaper vet D on your third left pairing. You could put Broberg up there, but there's risk in that too. But I mean, it's not a have to. Kulak's just fine there. Cody CC, he's been fine defensively. The one thing I wish we could get a little bit more out of CC or whoever would take his place is a little more offense, a little more finish. Holloway fed him beautifully last night. Like, yeah. CC gets his chances, but he just, yeah, it's over a calendar year. <laughs> it's getting close to like. 15 months now or something since he scored a goal like it's getting ridiculous he's on he's got 11 points i believe we're halfway through the year so trending for low 20s for points like yeah that's a low end second pairing d so i I think there's room for improvement there but again we're shutting the door right now we're hard to score against so it's not a pressing need the one thing that's been missing throughout this 13 game win streak though is the depth scoring. It's bit we look at Ryan McLeod and Warren Fogel producing, but like they're playing on Dry Settle's line. I don't consider that depth scoring. Like guys in the bottom six, like Evander Kane, Derek Ryan, Connor Brown, those guys, like I think they account I, I did a piece recently on uh, when the game when the streak got to 10. And I think there were three points combined for all those guys that I'm talking about. Yanmark hasn't scored anything since early December. Yeah. Ryan has done little. Hamblin hadn't done anything since the end of November. So like, there's room for improvement in the bottom six. Like, if I still think if you can find the a bottom couple of lines that can contribute every night and get the same level of production we're getting from the top six, look out. I was going to say, I think the most interesting thing about what you just said, Lotzi, is if you even think earlier in the season when both Fogel and McLeod were struggling, and I think it was uh, Drysaddle was centering Brown and Kane, um, and, and this is where, like, yeah, I think Brown has really not produced at all, and there's not many excuses, because he got, like, 20 games with uh, with Drysaddle. Um, but but as soon as they did that flip where Dry started centering those two, they, they started going off. And McLeod was kind of tied to that empty netter that got him going. And uh, yeah. I was at two games this week. I, I was working out of Edmonton um, and I went to both the Toronto and the Seattle game. And in the Toronto game, McLeod was with uh, Derek Ryan, right? And he was the hero of that game. He set up Ryan for that great goal and then got the game winner. So um, who is he uh, playing with on that game winner? Who was setting the screen in front? Yeah. Connor McDavid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and and then, when, yeah. <laughs> when Ryan McLeod got moved up that line with Dreisaitl and Fogel, that was yep. the uh, the New Jersey game. That was game one of this streak. Yep. Right. But before we move on, I just have one other comment on potential trades here. There's one looming piece of business that I think is imperative that Ken Holland <laughs> gets done. <laughs> you know, Mike knows what I'm going to say here. Yeah. Jack Campbell. <laughs> Move yeah, yeah. the contract if you want. Co- if you want cap space, move yeah. that contract. Well, and here's the thing: is this Corey Perry signing might enable that move, yeah. right? Because yeah. you you've got now you've got a couple of players that maybe you can. We'll see. I, I assume this is going to be a one year 
It sounds like it's a one-year minimum, probably with some type of bonus structure attached, which could put the Oilers in another situation for next year. But if they move that Campbell contract, that helps alleviate some of that uh, situation already brought up by the Brown contract. And and so you you know now, right? Like you've got a couple of guys that are expendable for what you hope is is a legitimate cup run for the Oilers, right? And it certainly looks that way. I mean, you know, this is this team's more than a wagon now, uh, Durst. Like this is this is a pretty big deal uh, where the Oilers are at. I mean, when's the last time a team has won thirteen in a row? It's it's been a while, right? I think, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, and um, you know, like they, they're and they're winning every which way. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you got some guys you can move now. You, uh, um, you know, you, you do, you do that and you move the, uh, Campbell contract. I, I imagine that's a priority, as you said, uh, lots of, okay. One, um, one last thing, and then we're going to call it a day and want to thank you everybody for tuning in, uh, as, uh, as announced and confirmed by, uh, Ryan Rashog, who, uh, I think we, we can trust, uh, for, um, uh, for Oilers news, but uh, initially David Pinata uh, from the fourth period announced that Corey Perry was signed with the Edmonton Oilers. Ryan Rashog has confirmed that now. Uh, he said um, Ken conf- uh, it has confirmed anyway that the, the announcement will come uh, either by Monday or sooner. And, um, you know, lots of, obviously lots of different things around the league. Uh, Biz Nasty said that he would never uh, sign with the Oilers or a Canadian media circus. Um, uh, lots of people happy to see that he's gone. Wood guy who, uh, held a great follow. If you're on, uh, on X at, uh, wood guy 55, uh, says, uh, you know, he's shallow enough when it comes to making Edmonton better. He's going to cheer for Corey Perry. There are a couple of people that, um, of course have been against it. Uh, but I think, you know, we, we have to maintain the fact that we don't really know what Corey Perry did, <laughs> right? Obviously, it was bad enough that uh, contract was terminated, but the Oilers seem to be like a little bit of a halfway house for these kind of players. And uh, when you're in the cap situation the Oilers are in, there might not be much of a choice. Uh, so they, um, you know, they... Let's say they lucked out with uh, Evander Kane, um, and um, you know, and it, it looks like Kane has has turned his uh, life around. If if you know what we know about him, and and maybe the same for Corey Perry. Who knows? Who knows? And who knows whether Corey Perry needs to turn his life around? I, I still, well, you know, it would be important to know what he did, but um, obviously the NHL with their they're not maybe the moral <laughs> compass that you want them to be but they did they did agree that he could sign with another team so no no problems there uh all right last question and then we're going to call it a day um who comes out i mean where does Corey perry we where i think we're all kind of agreed that uh cory perry is playing a bottom six role it looks like uh, Knobloch, at least for the for the near future, while the um, you know while the Oilers are playing the way they're playing, that top six, uh, including Evander Kane on the left of uh, Drysital, uh, is going to stay as is uh, for the time being. And my, and my hat's off to Knobloch for that. By the way, I, like he 
really hasn't changed from that. He he does a couple of uh, in-game changes once in a while. Like he started, what was it, the second or third period with uh, Dreisaitl, McDavid, and, and McLeod, which and McLeod. Surprised, surprised the crap out of me. But <laughs> uh, but he but then he went back. Right, he goes back to you know the the lines that work. So on the bottom six, we've got Yanmark, McLeod, and Ryan, and then Gagne. Uh, Brown and and Holloway right now. They just sent um, Hamblin back down, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so who's coming out of that bottom? I, we assuming it's the bottom six, and we know it's not Ryan McLeod. So it's Yanmark, Ryan, Brown, Gagne, or Holloway. Who's Corey Perry taken out of there? I mean, <laughs> that's not a decision I want to make. I mean. Holloway obviously is still, you know, he's he's kind of like a rookie with this team with the amount of games he's played. Uh, is that a possibility, or is this like a, you know, a couple of guys like Gagne was never expected to play the full year, so is Gagne in and out of the lineup? Although he he scored a, a beauty, a less skilled player wouldn't have tried that <laughs> last night. Um, you know, who's who's Corey Perry taking out? Uh, Dursa. Yeah, I'm going to say Connor Brown, um, <clears throat> although it's not an easy decision. You know, he's been snake bitten, can't, can't find the net, can't, we'll say, piss in the ocean from a rowboat. But, he shoots uh, right at the goalie. <laughs> yeah, he shoots it back into him. Um, but you got to like his work ethic, and, and you know, he's a dog on a bone on the penalty kill, so I don't know if it's an easy decision. But uh, for me, that's the guy, I guess. Okay. Lotsy. I feel like it should be Brown, but I don't feel like it will be Brown. Like I, some stranger says, looks like the Oilers will have to make a move to fit Perry's cap hit. Yes, that's correct. Adam Ernie, Phil Kemp, either one could easily just go back down and we won't miss them. Um, as for who comes out of the lineup, though, when looking up last night's lineup, like the PK has been rolling and, he, and Coach Knobloch has entrusted guys with those roles. It's Matthias Yanmark, it's Connor Brown, yeah. it's Nugent Hopkins, it's Ryan McLeod, Derek Ryan, Derek Ryan, right? So, like, those guys are likely safe. And, like, Derek Ryan, like, it, with his face off prowess, like, he's one of the few right handed centers that we have that can win a draw for you. Like, he's an important player. Like, he doesn't produce a ton, but he's an important player. So, I don't see him coming out of the lineup. So that pretty much leaves Holloway or Gagne. <laughs> Holloway is the first round pick that they're, they've invested a lot of time into. And Holloway brings a ton of speed and he's got some skill in the bottom six. I think he stays in. That leaves Gagne, which for me is annoying because he's at a half a game, <laughs> half a point a game for point production. But a double hip surgery with his age, he doesn't need to be in the lineup every night. And Corey Perry is 38 years old as well. He probably doesn't need to be in the lineup every night either. So no matter what, whether you have Gags or Perry in there, you've got an older vet on the right side that can produce. So I'd say him and Gags kind of rotate. Yeah, yeah, you, you could be right. And at that uh, cap value, if assuming it's near the league minimum, that's not it's necessarily have a bad thing. Anything different from what Lotsy had to say? No, I was basically going to echo the same thing. Like all the people on the penalty kill need to stay. So that's where that's like Connor Brown is who I would take out, but he is good in that in, in that position. Um and and yeah, I'm just seeing some stranger say Yanmark. I'm see. I saw somebody else say um, 
like I'd hate for it to be Gagne. Um, I, I think it could be a rotational thing, like uh, Lotzi said, where you, you might just need to even get Corey Perry like up to speed a bit, just playing on an Oilers team. So he might not just play every game. Maybe he needs a couple games to get in and out. And then once he starts going, you just see what's working for you. Um, right now, things are working well in a lot of different situations. So, but when the playoffs come, you're going to need him. And I realized I actually didn't answer the the question you said about what we would need to add. For me, I still think we need a defenseman, like whether it be depth or whatnot, because injuries happen in the playoffs. And I always think of backup goalie too, um, because how many times did Chicago, uh, did Colorado get eliminated? Because one or two goalies got injured in the playoffs. So I always think about depth pieces being important from an injury standpoint. Um, I agree with Lotzi on the cap. So this is where moving Campbell is important to kind of free up like one or two pieces you can add that you might end up needing later on. Uh, we don't have time to talk about it. I'm going to, we're going to call it a day, but uh, it does make me wonder if Broberg's on the block or not. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, and especially given, you know, that he's not likely to see a, a game uh, with the Oilers for any time in the near future. We'll see. Um, but he would be a, an interesting piece to move to get uh, the Campbell contract moved. Because that's going to that's gonna take a lot of creativity. And it's going to probably take somebody with some upside. And so we'll yeah. see. Uh, my thoughts, I mean, you guys said it all. I mean, it's, it's likely uh, Gagne. Um, for a number of reasons, uh, you know, an in and out, but, you know, like, like anything in the bottom six should be where the accountability is with the team. Right. Uh, you know, so, uh, guys will play in and play out depending on how they play. Right. And it'll be nice for, uh, Knobloch to have that actual depth on the bottom six where he can, you know, choose and, and for Gagne to be playing the way he's playing for the Oilers, I mean, that's, that's great, right? Like, I don't know what anybody expected, but I, if, <laughs> if you expected him to do as well as he's been doing, uh, I'd call you a liar, but <laughs> I mean, he's, he's been doing great. And he's, you know, especially after the hip surgery uh, yeah. and everything, uh, some strangers does say good luck moving Campbell and he's, and you're right. It's going to take uh, a whole lot of creativity to move the Campbell contract, but it can be done. Uh, we've seen other uh, moves done like that. And uh, so we'll see we'll see what happens in the upcoming days or weeks. So we're gonna uh, close this off. Give kind of our last words. I'm, I'm gonna I'll maybe start uh, and then uh, I'll go to uh, you, Saucy, Dursa, and then Lotzi. We'll finish off with you, as always. Uh, just give us the uh, heads up and say uh, goodbye when we're done. I'll quickly while we've got everybody on the line. The heavy hockey showdown is on February 25th in Edmonton in support of the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton. We still have two skater spots left. You'll be playing on the Edmonton Sports Talk team with Dusty Nielsen and Tom Gazzola, YouTube Trev, and those guys. Uh, you get a jersey with it. If you sign up within the next couple hours, I think I can still get you a personalized jersey. Uh, I have till later tonight to submit the final roster, so um, sign up there. You can go to heavyhockey.com slash heavyhockeyshowdown for that. And then, um, and then we also did the uh, pre-party tickets out. Uh, just check my Twitter at Oilers Live for that. Okay, my thoughts on uh, Corey 
Perry, uh, I think this is a guy who, you know, it's, as everybody knows, <laughs> there we go with the jersey. Everybody knows um, will be uh, a great, um, you know, it's a great addition as far as, you know, just an agitator player that the Oilers haven't seen uh, for a number of years. I, I do, I think that, you know, I go back to what we expected from Cassian, especially after the playoffs, right? And that's what we were hoping for when we, you know, when Cassian came and, um, yeah, he just never, he just never amounted to that. He, he, he did what he could, but I, you know, I think his life had changed around. And so he didn't have that sort of asshole mentality that he, (laughs) you know, he kind of always had back in the days when him and Gagne were at it and all those things like, you know, Corey Perry still has that asshole mentality and that's the, and, and that's how he plays. That's how he plays the game. And, and, you know, whether you like it or not, you hate it when it's against your team, but you got to love it when it's on your team. I mean, we watched Essa Tikkanen, for those of you old enough, you know, do that for years. And we loved that guy. You know, we loved him. Uh, he's still great if you're following him on uh, Twitter. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, this is the kind of guy that the Oilers have needed. And he's also a guy that understands how to win. Uh, and he's uh, got a lot, you know, a lot of playoff experience, a lot of experience in a cup final. Uh, he certainly knows uh, he knows what it takes to get there. And, and so, you know, expect good things uh, when he shows up in the lineup. I'll be curious um, uh, how long it takes him to get into the lineup, uh, whether he'll be uh, available for the Blackhawks game. That remains to be seen because he's likely been off skates for a couple weeks now. So. Anyway, that's my that's my thoughts on it. Uh, welcome Corey Perry to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I hope uh, I hope that you take us to the Cup final. All right, Saucy <laughs> and win it and, and win it, it. <laughs> and win it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I agree. I was gonna say sometimes the intangibles are always hard to see as fans because um, even when the Duncan Keep trade happened, or like he seems old. Like, is this gonna work? And um, you heard a lot of players on the team talk about how important he was during that run all the way to the final four. So I think that's what you sometimes even need with your depth. Like, I think our, our top six, like we've been through enough playoff runs now that they've, they've been through it, but that steady voice that kind of helps the, the bottom half of your team. I think that's important. And, and even just some of the insights he'll bring will be, will be key. Um, and you've seen, that we just don't have that same physicality because I think nurse has kind of stopped hitting as much as well. Uh, Maybe that changes again in the playoffs, maybe saving it. Maybe he's done a lot of preparation and mindset changes for what you do over an 82 game stretch versus what you do over the next 28 that you could play up to. Um, But that's, yeah, that's where that asshole mentality you're talking about is, is what you need from a player like Corey Perry. So I'm excited to see what he brings and, Hopefully he gets up to speed quick, so that way um, he's just kind of rolling with the team and and kind of helps us keep going. The other thing I wanted to touch on was the longest win streak is, what, 17, right, with Pittsburgh? And we have a real shot to do it now. Like, we got over some of the hurdles. I know these, these can be some of the letdown games, like Columbus and Chicago, and I think Nashville obviously is still playing for something, but it's kind of cool that that's something we we have to talk about until it ends. So that's that's going to be kind of cool. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Dersa. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to quote a line from an old movie. Uh, 
that you know most of us have probably seen, but some of the younger people probably not. Days of Thunder. There's a line that goes, uh, "No, no, he didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you." And rubbing son is racing, and that <laughs> is Corey Perry to a T. I mean, any rule in the NHL, he will work to the nth degree in his favor and and test officials to make a call or not make a call. Uh, what do we tell Corey? All of that stuff. Um, you know, this. Some people are apprehensive about this. Um, Edmonton's been the place where reclamation projects seem to work out, and giving people a second chance is seem to work out in their favor. Um, this team is on fire right now, and and you either you know fit in or or you're gone. Um, I don't think they're in a position to lose this time around. You know, um, Corey Perry needs the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers right now don't really need Corey Perry. They need his leadership and his experience, but the play they can do without. They're they're doing fine just without him. But if he wants to come in and he wants to be that asshole <laughs> that works, you know, every official works every rule, works every call, works every player, <laughs> um, we can use that, and uh, that could take us, and that could put us over the top. So I'm 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 for this move. Um, I hated Corey Perry, and guys that I normally hate are guys that I'd love on my team because you hate them because they're effective. And uh, I think he'll be effective for us. So let's see what let's see what we got. Maybe as soon as Tuesday night. Look how much look how much we hated BXI, and now he's like one of my favorite people. Just for, sure. <laughs> for sure, and Same. he was supporting us last playoff. Well, I love his commentary, but I still hate him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lotsy, you go. So one of the things that we all love about Evander Kane, especially come playoff time, is that he drags other people into the fight with the way he plays. Corey Perry is going to have that similar effect. Now we can have that effect on two different lines (laughs) when we come to the playoffs this time around with Corey Perry on the roster. So, yeah, that, that's a huge thing. The Oilers are just going to be more engaged. They're going to be tougher to play against. And Corey Perry can still bring it on the score sheet, too. So that that's also very important. So, I mean, it's a great thing. The Oilers have won 13 straight. <laughs> We're on an impressive winning streak right now. Uh, you think back to the decade of darkness and even to the start of the season where we were 3-9-1 and before a coaching change. Just Enjoy these times, Oilers fans. We're at thir- 13 wins in a row, and we're adding pieces. Live it up. Early enjoy it. And it's a good problem to have, eh? Good problem to have. And for, for the last word, I'll take a quick second to uh, promote, to do a little more promotion for the Heavy Hockey Showdown. You're, you're seeing a lot of people that are asking for donations and as part of their fundraising efforts for the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton. I am one of those people. <laughs> so keep look at my Twitter page, at Lots Ryan. You're going to see uh, progress reports of my fundraising and of my fitness journey that I'm on right now. I started training for this at the end of December, early January, and I've been co- keeping at it every day, and I intend to keep going every day until the heavy hockey showdown. So if you feel inclined to donate, it, it helps me stay motivated to do my training, but more importantly, it helps everybody that needs the services of the sexual assault center of Edmonton. So thank you guys for your support. It's been awesome. And yeah, enjoy, enjoy the rest of the day. 
Normally, I wouldn't take the last word, but uh, <laughs> while you're here, make sure you uh, like and uh, hit subscribe at uh, youtube.ca slash heavyhockey. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in. There were lots of you today. Uh, we hit some good numbers. Uh, welcome, Corey Perry. Everybody else, have a great day. Thank <laughs> you.